Welcome to SL Advisors Talks Energy. I'm Simon Lack. At SL Advisors, we invest in energy infrastructure. We read about energy. We talk to people in the energy sector. We write about energy. We explore how the shale revolution is leading to American energy independence and how climate change is impacting how energy is produced and used. Nothing we say should be construed as a sale of securities, which can only be made through the relevant prospectus. In this week's podcast, I'm going to discuss the outlook for the energy sector following the Georgia Senate races. Last week was one we'll all remember for years because of the events in Washington. On the same day that a mob entered the Senate, it also changed hands with the two runoff elections in Georgia. Six months ago, the prospect of Democrats controlling the White House and both houses of Congress was regarded by energy investors as a catastrophe. And yet here we are with just that outcome. And energy, including pipelines, have begun the year strongly. One reason is rising energy prices. Saudi Arabia surprised the market last week by unilaterally cutting production by 1 million barrels a day. So crude oil has been moving higher all week. Natural gas prices have been high too, though. Not in the US, but in Asia where they're having a very cold winter. Japan and China are both importing more liquefied natural gas or LNG. Higher global demand is increasing US exports of LNG. We were doing 6 billion cubic feet a day last summer. We're at 11 now, almost double. Oddly, this is where we have an alignment of interests with Democrats. Energy is cheap today in America. Higher oil and gas prices help the case for renewables by making them less uncompetitive. Energy investors want high prices. So does AOC and all the progressive Democrats who want to push the Green New Deal. Now that the Democrats are in power, they'll have to confront reality in terms of where the world gets its energy. The CEO of Toyota made some interesting comments last week. Japan is adopting goals to stop selling conventional gasoline cars by 2035 which means that all new cars will have to run on electricity. Japan uses coal and natural gas for over 60% of its power, and they've been using more natural gas recently because of the cold winter. Toyota's CEO warned that moving to electric cars that quickly would price many buyers out of the market, and the demands on Japan's electric grid could cause power cuts in the summer. Japan's a rich country, and they can resolve these issues by 2035 if they want to. They certainly don't want to follow the example of California, where their obsession with even shutting off natural gas and nuclear power has given them America's most expensive and least reliable electricity. I'm sure Japan will do better than that. But it shows that when you get down to really implementing some of these aspirational ideas, it's hard. The world may well move towards electric vehicles at high speed, but the faster that happens, the more the demand for electricity will increase. And natural gas has to be a winner here because there's no way countries that are trying to move their transportation off gasoline are going to tolerate increasing coal consumption to generate the additional electricity needed. Natural gas is cheap and much cleaner. Energy companies are going to stay cautious in how to invest. Making a 20-year commitment to crude oil production seems foolhardy today. The steady decline in new supply is likely to drive prices higher. 
We decided years ago that pipeline opponents were our friends because by opposing new pipelines, they raise the value of what's already built and make investments in new pipelines less likely. It's the same with oil and gas production. Less investment in new output means less spending, which means more cash for investors and higher prices. The market is beginning to conclude that Democrats aren't as bad for the energy sector as they used to think. Less is more for energy investors. That's why the sector was up last week, even with the Democrats gaining control of the Senate. The outlook for pipelines is very encouraging. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Energy. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, watch videos and webinars. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Twitter at Simon Lack.